we just make up our minds, we're going to go up to God's level. What people try to do is try to think faith is presumption. It is not presumption. Yet faith is working on a greater dimension of what you can see right here. So faith has to be now. Faith says by his stripes, I am healed. See, it's not saying I'm going to be healed. You have been healed and faith calls it down from the eternal and enforces it into your life. A new year means new goals. While you're focused on getting stronger in mind and in body, you also need to focus on getting stronger in faith. Start your new year off by refocusing your spiritual goals. Reignite your faith at our Faith Refresher Conference. Recharge your faith by getting reconnected, re-engaged, and renewed in the spirit of your mind. Led by Dr. Bill Winston, learn to develop stronger faith and hear the principles of faith through scriptures. Gain a radical trust in God. Let go of anxiety and fear. Trust in God's love for you. Live by faith. Join us for a three-day faith refresher at Living Word Christian Center. The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Up next on The Believer's Walk of Faith. When he saw him on the cross, he saw you. When he saw him in the grave, he saw you. When he saw him in hell, he saw you. And then after he had paid the punishment, the Father said, Get him up! Jesus rose from the dead. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 2.15, he spoiled principalities and powers and made a show of them openly. That means everything that Satan took from Adam, everything he took from humanity, Jesus took it back. All right, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, look at verse 45. I'll just read that, just that verse. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living what? Soul. The last Adam was made what? A quickening spirit. Now, notice what he calls Jesus. He calls him the last what? Adam. Now, Jesus came and he was sent by the Father in this earth for a purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. Now, the devil didn't know what Jesus was doing because Satan, who was once Lucifer, who covered the throne of God, had lost his anointing for wisdom. Turn to 1 Corinthians and chapter 2, please. I'm going to have you so you'll never fear death again. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let me know when you get there. Verse 6. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery 
even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have done what to the Lord of glory? If Satan had known what he was doing, he wouldn't have crucified Jesus. Why? Because he planted him. Come on, what do you do with a seed? Come on, what do you do? You plant it. If he had just known that he's crucifying, was going to plant him. And in three days, he was going to come back up and all of us would be saved. He never would have done it. Now, look at Hebrews chapter 2. Let me know when you get there. All right, look at verse 9 and 10. For we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for how many men? Every man. For it become him for whom are all things and by, who, by whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation what? perfect through sufferings. The captain of our salvation is Jesus. But it says it made him perfect through what? Suffering. Now I want you to see something because people thought that Jesus came into this earth perfect. Now he was true enough the son of God, but the Bible tells us in Philippians he set his Godhead ability aside and became as a man. But the difference between Jesus and the men that were born here is that Jesus didn't have the life of men in him. He had the life of God in him. He, the seed, was put in Mary's womb by the Lord because Mary believed and wanted to receive and be this vessel that God wanted to bring forth his deliverance in. So God used this woman, put his seed in her body. Now that seed was uh, uh, not contaminated, and then Mary supplied the body. God supplied the seed, Mary supplied the body. So now here is Jesus, and he was born in this earth, but he learned, he, he was perfected as he followed God. So as he followed God, he grew into perfection. He didn't come here perfect, just like you didn't come here perfect. He came innocent. And same thing about Adam. Adam didn't come into this earth perfect. He came innocent. And he was being perfected as he obeyed God. Turn to Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8. Though he were a son, yet learned he what? Obedience by the things which he suffered. And being what? Made perfect, he became the author and eternal, of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. So he was being perfected. He was being made perfect. Now, he was obedient all the way. Turn to Philippians real quick. Philippians chapter 2. Philippians is up in there somewhere. Praise God. 
Philippians chapter 2. I'm trying not to turn you to all this, but I want to put it all on the tape. So anybody that gets this, you can get a revelation. So you can get out of this fear of death and no more fear of death will come in your life. Look what it says in Philippians chapter 2. Have you got it? Verse 5. Let this man, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in, fa in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became what? Obedient unto death, even the death on the cross. Now Jesus is moving in his life all the way to Calvary because this is why he came. So he's moving to Calvary, but he's being obedient all the way. But now he gets up to a place of the Garden of Gethsemane. Now here is a testing ground because in the garden is where Adam blew it. But now is a testing ground. So now Jesus is now being tempted not to go to the cross. Not because he was fearing death of the physical man. But he didn't want to be separated, come on, from the Father. He said, Lord, if it be any way, let this cup from me. In other words, if it be any way that I don't have to go this route, please open up the way. But then he said, not my will, but thy will be done. Now he goes to the cross. Turn to Luke chapter 23, please. In Luke 23, he's up there on the cross. And now there are two malefactors beside him. In other words, some murderers and so forth beside him on each side. One of them said to him in verse 42, he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, verily I say unto thee, today shall thou be with me in paradise. Now that is a mis- it's, it's not translated wrong, but it's punctuated wrong. In the Greek, it means a better translation, I say unto you today, I will meet you in paradise. Now, what is paradise? Paradise is a place where the departed saints, people who believed in his coming, they were put in a holding place called Sheol or paradise. It was not heaven, but it was a holding staging area for all those who were to go there. The reason why they couldn't go there is because Jesus, who had the spotless blood of God, had not shed his blood yet and paid the price for their sins. Lord, have mercy. Now, in this, glory to now, now I'm going to give you something significant, Lord. Jesus 
The day that you eat of this, you shall surely what? Die. Die. The sentence for this transgression, Adam, is eternal death. That's what you're going to get. If you eat of this, your sentence is eternal death. Now, Jesus came to be the substitute and the sacrifice. He was going to take man's place. Now, physical death wouldn't have done you any good because if that's the case, Abel died. And his blood would have taken care of you. But you didn't need human blood. You needed spotless blood. Jesus brought it. Now he's on the cross. He told the man, I'll meet you in paradise. Then you go on down and verse 46, and when Jesus cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, I say uh, into thy hands, I commend my spirit. And having said this, he what? Gave up the ghost. Now he's separated from God. How could Jesus die? He only could die physically because he died spiritually. If he hadn't died spiritually, they couldn't have killed him. They couldn't have done it. He had to die one way first before he gave up, before his body died. Now, over in, over in Isaiah, can I take it there real quick? Isaiah chapter 53, real quick. Look what it says here in verse 8. Isaiah 53, verse 8. He was taken from prison, from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgression of my people was he stricken. He made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his what? Death. See that word death? Underline it. In the Hebrew, it's got an S on it. He died two ways. Spiritually, come on, and naturally or physically. Because he had done no violence, neither was there any deceit in his mouth. Now watch this. So Jesus had to pay the price. One more scripture. Turn to Acts chapter 2, please. Because Jesus died both ways, both physically and spiritually. When he died, he went to hell. Look at verse 22 of Acts chapter 2. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know, him being delivered by the determinate counsel and the foreknowledge of God, you have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God has done what? Raised up, having what? Loose from the, come on, pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holding of it. You see, he never sinned. Look at verse 27 
because thou wilt not leave my soul where? In hell. Neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one, come on, to see what? Corruption. Now, so what did he do? They took his body down. Pilate says, is he dead already? They said, yeah, why? Because he gave up the ghost. Now, I'll go back to it next time, but Abraham, 175 years old, called everybody in, told him he's about to go, went on out of here. Isaac, 180 years old, called everybody in, gave him a million dollars apiece, gave uh, Jacob the, the blessing or whatever have you, and, and, and he said, I'm out of here. The Bible says he gave up the ghost. How about Jacob? Uh, old age, so forth. What does the Bible says in Psalm 91? With long life I'm going to satisfy you. What does it say over in Ephesians chapter 6? Honor thy father and thy mother that thou mightest live how? Long on the earth. What does it say over in Genesis chapter 4? Uh, the days of man's life shall be 120 years old. Now, where do we get this 70 and 80 from? We got it from Psalms chapter 90, which was talking about disobedient people in the wilderness that they will shorten their life and it's going to be 70 or 80 years. You see, if you think that you're going to only have 80 years or 70 years and you think you got to leave sick because you've never heard of anybody going out of here that wasn't sick, then what will happen to your subconscious? It will feed it into your system and your subconscious mind is designed to keep you in line with what you believe. So if you believe you've got to be arthritic, if you believe you've got to have cataracts, if you believe you've got to be comatose, if you believe you can barely get around at 80, your subconscious mind will bring you into that reality. It will bring you in there without you saying nothing. What we're going to do is we're going to get a new reality inside of you because at 80 years, you're going to be running the marathon. Praise God. Here's Jesus. Went to hell. Pains of death. Down there, he was tormented by demons in hell for you and me. His body was in the grave, in that tomb. He was in hell. Your penalty was eternal death. Jesus took his faith and compressed eternity down to three days. Boy, that's what you need to get, right? Boy, that's the one right there. And the father saw that justice had been satisfied because when he saw him on the cross, he saw you. When he saw him in the grave, he saw you. When he saw him in hell, he saw you. And then after he had said, the father said, get him up. Jesus rose from the dead. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 2.15, he spoiled principalities and powers and made a show of them openly. That means everything that Satan took from Adam, everything he took from humanity, Jesus 
it back. Then he went in that tomb, slipped on that body. Mary tried to touch him. He said, don't touch me yet. I have not ascended to my father and your father. He went up there, took the blood as proof because life is in the blood. Put it on the mercy seat. Then he went to paradise where Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and this man that was on the cross, they was all waiting on him. The Bible says he preached to the spirits that were in prison, and then he led captivity captives. He said, come on, boys, let's go up to glory. no more. You can put death on the shelf now and may, wait until you make an appointment. The price was paid. Any man that is in Christ, come on, becomes a new creature. Come on, all things, they're passed away. Behold, all things to God have become new. So what can send a man to hell? The only thing that can send him to hell is not believing on Jesus. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes on him shall never perish, but have what? Everlasting life. Give the Lord a praise, that's what we got. Well, I trust that you were encouraged by this teaching today. Now, here's a couple of points you want to remember. Number one, Jesus paid the price for us on the cross at Calvary. In other words, we've been redeemed from poverty, sickness, and death. Number two, God promised 120 years. In other words, you can run the marathon at 80. Now, you and I know that if we think we're supposed to die at 80, our bodies begin to answer that. <laughs> they begin to break down and so forth. But it knows that if it knows that you're going to live to 120, let me tell you something. You at 80 years old, you're ready for another marathon. Praise God. Well, that's all we have for this day. We thank you so much for tuning into our broadcast. We, we just enjoy bringing these teachings to you. Why? We want to take the covers off of everything that's been hidden so that you can take advantage of everything God has for you. This is Bill Winston saying we love you and keep walking by faith.
How would you live your life if you had no fear of death? Dr. Bill Winston will show you the power of living your life free from the fear of death with this dynamic series entitled Redeemed from Death. Death is not from God. Death is not a friend of God's. It's not a friend of Jesus's, and it shouldn't be a friend of yours. Order Redeemed from Death by Dr. Bill Winston, and you'll learn the true meaning of death, how death entered the earth, how to identify your spiritual father, why you can believe God for a long life, and much more. There is an appointment that you can make with death during this teaching, I'm going to show you how to put death in storage until you get ready for it. To order your copy of Redeemed from Death, simply write to Bill Winston Ministries, P.O. Box 947, Oak Park, Illinois 60303. By bank card at 1-800-711-9327 or online at www.billwinston.org. Jesus came to redeem us from the enemies of poverty, sickness, and the last enemy, death. Start living and enjoying your life in ways you may have never imagined. Order your copy of Redeemed from Death today. just make up our minds, we're going to go up to God's level. What people try to do is try to think faith is presumption. It is not presumption. Yet faith is working on a greater dimension of what you can see right here. So faith has to be now. Faith says by his stripes, I am healed. See, it's not saying I'm going to be healed. You have been healed and faith calls it down from the eternal and enforces it into your life. A new year means new goals. While you're focused on getting stronger in mind and in body, you also need to focus on getting stronger in faith. Start your new year off by refocusing your spiritual goals. Reignite your faith at our Faith Refresher Conference. Recharge your faith by getting reconnected, re-engaged, and renewed in the spirit of your mind. Led by Dr. Bill Winston, learn to develop stronger faith and hear the principles of faith through scriptures. Gain a radical trust in God. Let go of anxiety and fear. Trust in God's love for you. Live by faith. Join us for a three-day faith refresher at Living Word Christian Center. Doctors Bill and Veronica Winston are dedicated to seeing lives changed through the power of prayer. Our loving and highly trained prayer ministers are ready to pray and agree with you. We know that prayer can turn around any situation in your life. Contact us by phone at 1-877-543-9443 or submit your prayer request online at billwinston.org forward slash prayer. Follow us on Periscope and Facebook to join us for our regular live prayer sessions. We want to thank our partners who have made this prayer call center possible. Together we are transforming lives throughout the world. If you are not a partner, 
We encourage you to pray about joining us in partnership and be a part of the wonderful work that God is doing through this ministry. We love you and look forward to praying and partnering with you. The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Now remember, you need faith to get to your destiny. So don't forget to subscribe and click on the notification bell so that you don't miss any of our videos. This is Bill Winston. I love you and keep walking by faith.